and welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, the Kevin Durant episode. The 6'10", 240-pound small forward is a 11-time all Oh, I messed that up. Dang. Is a two-time champ, one-time MVP. He's a 11-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA, playing 13 years in the league, and is obviously not yet a Hall of Famer. Um, with career averages of 27, 7, and 4 on 49% shooting. And I will now kick it to Wade, who has Kevin Durant ranked the highest at 14 overall and 3 on his small forward list. Wade? All right. Well, I, uh, I love Kevin Durant. Um, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, no one will probably ever surpass Vince Carter in my heart, but uh, Kevin Durant is one of the couple players right behind him that I... I I've, uh, I've loved for a while, so I have all kinds of lovely opinions on old Kevin. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I, I just—he's a phenomenal player. Um, I think his stats and accolades speak for themselves. Um, I'm sure Uncle Doug will probably give us a lowdown on the stats when it's his turn. So I'll, I'll let him do that. Um, I mean, just accolade-wise, he's right up there with all the all-time greats. You know the. Double-digit All-Star games, uh, getting ready to be double-digit All-NBAs, the four scoring titles, and the youngest scoring champion in the history of the NBA. You know, his calling card is scoring. The two championships, the two finals MVPs, the Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's it's everything you need to be an all-time great. Um, but if you just watch Kevin Durant play basketball, it's just a beautiful, fluid, efficient, offensive game. He's an offensive assassin. Um, and throughout his career, he is developed into a good defender. He developed into becoming an above-average passer. Um, he hit a point, I believe, in his career where he really didn't have a weakness in his game. Um, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, free-throw shooters, one of the greatest mid-range shooters ever. Um, can post up smaller defenders and use his length. Can drive past bigger defenders if they try to come up and block a shot. Um, wasn't a great passer to begin with, but worked on it, and now has been an above-average passer for quite a while. Has always been an above-average rebounder. Um, and the big thing that people forget, kind of like with his passing, he worked on his defense and became a pretty good defender. Um, is still even as he's aging, is still a pretty good perimeter defender. And the big one that people forget is with the Warriors, he was their best rim protector at times. And there was even a period of time where he led the league in blocks for a little while. He ended up getting surpassed before the year was over um, that year. But he did lead the league for a while during a season there. And um, In my personal opinion, which is probably controversial, but um, I think he is the greatest all-around scorer in the history of the NBA. Um, his ability to do absolutely everything at an extremely high level um, scoring the ball is unreal. And I think his hesitation pull-up, um, mid-range jumper usually, but sometimes he does it for threes, in my opinion, is one of the five or six most unstoppable shots ever. Um, no one will ever dethrone the sky hook. That'll always be number one. 
Um, and then I think after Kareem, you have, you know, the one-footed fadeaway by Dirk, the dream shake, you have the underrated finger roll by George Gervin, you have the hesitation pull-up by Kevin Durant, and then I'd probably throw in the nasty mid-range fadeaways that were perfected by Kobe and Michael Jordan. And I think all of those are kind of all right after Kareem are all just unstoppable shots that you can't you can't defend. Nick Wright would disagree with you. I'm sure because <laughs> I didn't say LeBron. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I mean, his hesitation pull up is just he just gets you a little bit off balance with a little hesitation, and then he just immediately pulls up into an extremely quick release. He's seven foot tall, shoots up above his head. You can't block it. And his mid-range jumper is, is is unstoppable, and it's amazing to watch. And his, I would say, his biggest signature moment, he does a hesitation pull-up three over LeBron to seal Game Three of the NBA Finals in his first uh, championship. Um, just to kind of you know give you a little perspective on just. How unstoppable it was, and in those NBA Finals, he averaged thirty-five points per game on thirty-five or fifty-five percent shooting on LeBron James. Was that Game Three? I thought it was later than that in the series. Well, I think it was Game because he had in both championships he sealed Game Three to pretty much in pretty the much with the exact same shot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. I know it was the exact same game in the series. I, I want to say it was Game Three. Because after that, it was pretty much over. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I don't know what game it was. I just, I just felt like it was like a like really late in the series that it happened. Well, the, the one year, they swept them. Okay. So it wasn't too uh, far. And okay. then I think in the other one, it, it only went five. It could Maybe. be. Five or six. Could be. I wanted. I thought it was three, but either either way, I was, that's his signature moment to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right over LeBron. They went at it. Um, and... When you can say you went mono and mono with LeBron James and you won the championship both times and you kicked his ass, you know, I mean, offensively anyway, um, you know, some people do consider LeBron James the GOAT, so that's pretty, pretty good territory. I don't think he's the GOAT, but, you know, there are people that do believe that. Yes. Um, but yes, I love Kevin Durant. I think he's an offensive assassin. It's probably my longest opening statement of all time, <laughs> but I figure I might as well do that for my boy Kevin Durant. So, fair enough. I'm good for now. All right. Well, thank you, Wade, and um, Uncle Doug will go next as he has Kevin Durant ranked twentieth overall and fourth on his small forward list. Uncle Doug, yeah, I've been enjoying watching Kevin since he played for Texas. Uh, I couldn't believe. The first time I saw him play, somebody that tall that could shoot like that. Um, just amazing. Uh, yeah, his peak years, he's peaked out at like 32 points a game. Peak rebounds, 8.3. Assists, 5.9. He's already 29th on the scoring list, and his average is fourth. Um, I probably would have Kevin higher if he wasn't still playing. Uh, kind of waiting to see. Where he ends up, uh, you know, the way he's playing right now, I can see him moving up on all the lists. I mean, I don't mean our list, but I mean scoring list, rebound list, assists, all those things. Um, and, you know, as the years go by, his accolades are just going to go up too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's just an amazing player. 
All right. Well, that will lead to me, who has him 22nd overall and 4th on his small forward list. I almost said shooting guard. <laughs> um, he well, could probably play there. Well, yeah. They have him listed as it on here. On basketball reference, he's listed at small forward, power forward, and shooting guard. Um, but that being said, um, Wade pretty much covered the uh, the gambit on uh, on most things KD. I think. Um, I uh, do think that KD is right there, if not the guy in the greatest score of all time conversation. Um, I do I do agree with Wade on that. Um, I also agree that because he's so tall and so long, his jump shot is virtually unblockable. It's ridiculous. He 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 reminds you of Dirk in that way, you know, putting the ball above his head and you know being so tall that it's it's so hard to get at his jump shot. Um, I don't you know they don't necessarily play alike, but I just mean get into their jump shot. Um, I also think Kevin Durant is a, uh, how best to put it, a uh, true original. We've never seen anything like KD before, and I don't know that we ever will again. Every other year, it seems like there's somebody in the draft that somebody says is the next KD, and and it's just all based on because they're skinny. Um, <laughs> and then yeah. they don't act like KD, you know what I'm saying? Like It's one thing to be skinny and athletic, you know, but or, and long, you know, we've seen lots of guys like that, but we've never, well, not never, but we've very rarely seen scores like this to put up the numbers that KD does. That that's where it's more rare than just him being skinny and, and athletic. Um, so I think I think he's just so it's just so rare to see the gifts that KD has. And I had my reservations about KD when he came out because he was so damn skinny. I was like, is this guy going to be able to hold up? you know, to, to the NBA season. Um, and he's had a few injuries, you know, namely the big one being the Achilles in the finals a few years ago. But, unfor- or fortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, he seems to have bounced back from that beautifully. Um, and I don't, I actually had a uh, mini talk with Mark this morning about this because I think we've said in past episodes, Mark's supposed to be here for this episode, but uh, Mark had something come up and he was not able to make it tonight. Um, as Mark is also a very, very huge Kevin Durant fan like Wade. And we were having an argument, or not an argument, but a conversation about KD. And I told him, I said, most of my problems with KD are off the court. I find, I find KD almost impossible to like as a human being, but... On the basketball court, he's just a, he's he's a beast. I don't know how else to put it. Like he's he's a beast, and I agree with Uncle Doug as well. If uh, if his once his career were to wrap up, I think you know he would probably be higher, and he's only going to add more accolades and stats from here on out. Um, you know, especially if those accolades end up being, you know, rings or MVPs, you know, those are only going to push him higher and higher up people's lists. So that is my opening statement on KD. Um, and that will lead us to Ray, who has him ranked the lowest of anyone at 35 overall and number seven on his small forward list. Ray? All right. Let's start off with a quote. Uh, I think the origin is from Dan Patrick. 
because he liked to say it a lot. But uh, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Uh, that is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is also one of the modern-day basketball players who kind of mirrors the 90s mentality. Competitive. His life, revol- uh, revolves about ba- uh, his life revolves around basketball and not locker room TikTok videos. Uh, he's a killer assassin. Give the man the ball when the game is on the line. And nine times out of ten, he will make you pay. The man is also... Oh, hold on, I lost my faith. The man is almost seven foot and plays the game like a guard. Freaky athletic, great all-around basketball player. The only real critique I have on the man is is quit trying to recreate uh, these super teams. Uh, the only real competition is going against competition. When you make phone calls and lobby to bring three to ten stars on your team, because down the road looks bad, it makes you look weak. We always talk about this. I, I got <coughs> excuse me. Another quote that Alex had. I don't know how many episodes it's been, but uh, hopefully I get it right. Uh, there was a couple year span where I was inter- interested in watching the game because when you know who's going to win the at the beginning of the season, what's the point? Then he goes to Brooklyn and tries the same thing uh, on paper and no injuries. Uh, they might have won at least one title. But, uh, I guess rant over for the 87th time on the podcast. So the man of the phenomenal talent, once we get past this super team shit stain of a era, Maybe we can look back to evaluating titles on a realistic level. But there you go. Opening statement. All right. Well, as you all may notice, um, that's only four people, and I said that was the last one. So Drew is not here at the moment, but he should be here momentarily. Um, But Drew has KD identically ranked to Wade. So 14 and 3. And that big glossy turd put Bob Pettit ahead of him. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> that will come up later. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, sure it will. So, um, as far I don't know, did you touch? Did you touch on what his rankings really, Uncle Doug? He talked about his scoring rankings. Scoring yeah. rankings. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And actually, I just checked on the points, and he's already moved up to 28th from 29th. Oh, okay. He's climbing the list. Oh, well, yeah. And looking at the guys ahead of him, he's within a couple hundred points of a couple more. So, it won't be long until he climbs even higher. Yeah, he can get a couple hundred points this season, for sure. I honestly thought he just passed Iverson not that long ago. Like, pretty recently, I thought. Maybe. Maybe that might have been a, might have been a different stat. I could be off. Are you talking about total points? Yes. Okay. Yes, total points. Sorry. It might have been something different. I don't remember. And uh, I, I saw the other day. I can't remember exactly what, what, how many of them there were, but it was like he's one of only like five players in NBA history to average more than twenty-seven points a game for their career. And obviously, he's still yeah. playing. But yeah, I mean, LeBron's one of them as well. Anyway, him and LeBron are both like right at twenty-seven, yeah. I think. And then you got yeah. Jordan and what? Wilt. There's somebody else. I think, I'm pretty sure there was five. Was there five? I thought. Yeah, because KD's his average is fourth all time. Fourth, yeah, probably have Le- LeBron because I think LeBron's right at twenty-seven. He's yeah. at twenty-seven-one. I think. Yeah. I think. 
No, uh, I, think, I believe you're correct. I believe remember hearing about that on a podcast. Because uh, earlier this season, LeBron dropped to 26-9. Uh, and it took him out of that category. Yeah, yeah. and then he rejoined it again. Yeah. Uh, but it has to. Well, Jordan has the highest average of all time. So Jordan's is he averaged like thirty points per game for his career. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Wilt's up there. I would assume, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I I feel bad. I said I brought it up and I can't remember who all was on it. But I well, we know LeBron, Durant, Jordan for sure. I'd almost have to guarantee Wilt. Now I'm trying to think. Okay, top four: Jordan 30.12, Wilt 30.07. Elgin Baylor, 27.36. Kevin Durant, 27.12. LeBron, 27.04. Joe West, 27.03. Oh, there were six of them. Okay. Yep. And AI is 26.6. So mm, he's gotcha. behind West. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, well the real big crazy thing with, with Kevin Durant, ever, you know. Obviously, it might be a biased opinion, but uh, he really, he doesn't even really, well, he does at times, but he will often play within the flow of an offense, not necessarily just go out there and shoot the ball 30 times. He'll get you 25 points on 14 attempts. He used to do that all the time, um, and which um, I think makes you a better basketball player when you're able to do all that within the flow of an offense and not disrupt everything with constant isolations. Um, and he's one of the most efficient players ever. He's just below 50% for his career, and he's mainly shooting jumpers and threes, which is amazing. He's just below 90% for free throws, and he's just below 40% from three. And that's his scoring ability is just so rare. It's just unbelievable. It's, yeah. I think we've seen different uh, versions of him offensively over the last handful of years. Um, because in, like, Oklahoma City, his last couple of years in Oklahoma City with uh, with Westbrook, I think there was a lot of isolation, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, BS. Like I do with Westbrook. Though. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying that's what they were doing in OKC. No, no, you're right. And then he went to uh, the Warriors, and it was really flea, flea, <laughs> free flowing, yeah. and um, it did look a lot more just like Durant and Curry and those guys scoring in the flow of the offense, getting open shots, all those things. Yeah, still end of game moments. You know, you get isolations and stuff, but everybody does that. And then you get. Brooklyn, where he is now like the alpha dog again, and he's I think he's more embraced that role because I don't think he ever embraced it in OKC where he was more of an alpha dog. There was always a thing back and forth with him yeah. and Westbrook. Right. The coaches couldn't even figure out what to do with him after. I know. Why they never won a championship. <laughs> but he's kind of embraced that alpha dog role, I think, more. But still, at times, watching Brooklyn play because they're on TV all the time, so I do get to do it, watch them a lot. There's still a flow. Yeah, like even when even Kyrie's there and Harden's there and they're all three there, there's still a flow to the offense. There's not a ton of isolation, your turn, my turn stuff, which kind of surprised me to be yeah. honest. It, it makes them unstoppable offensively. Mm-hmm. When those three, well, they've barely played together. <laughs> I think it's, it's the last nineteen games. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, but but yeah, like it's he's doing these offensive numbers and he's not going out there with like the Kobe mentality 
or the Jordan mentality, like a younger Jordan mentality, where it was, I'm or an Iverson. Iverson's another good one. Like, I'm going to shoot 25 times, and I don't give a shit whether you like it or not. I'm getting mine, and then we'll see about you later. <laughs> like, and you know, if you're great enough, obviously it worked for Kobe and Jordan, obviously, but um, and other players it doesn't. Um, but I don't know. I think that's one of the things that makes him special. You know, you're that efficient. You're able to play with pretty much anyone due to the, the way you play and the way you're able to score so effortlessly and without disrupting the flow of the offense. And it's it's amazing to watch, I think. You guys can can respond to this, obviously, when I'm done, but this has been something I have believed in. If I was going to build a team around somebody that I had to play with, I would rather have Durant than LeBron. Oh, I would. And this is not me saying necessarily that Durant is better than LeBron. Because I have LeBron much higher on my list than Durant. But I just think playing with Durant is so much easier. Mm-hmm. And he can, like you said, he can fit with so many different guys. He yeah. could play, if, if LeBron was traded to Brooklyn, Kevin Durant could play with LeBron. Because he could catch and shoot off of LeBron. And cut to the basket and take feeds from LeBron and do all the things that LeBron likes guys to do off of him. But LeBron can't play off of KD. Yeah, LeBron has had the ball. Yes. That's why he's one of the highest usage rates in NBA history. Mm-hmm, 100%. I don't, I don't, LeBron is the system. Well, I know we've heard that on, on media before. LeBron is the system. LeBron has to be the system or he's not, he, or it doesn't work for him. He can't be a spot-up shooter. He can't be a post player, you know, or throw the ball down to him in the block or something like that. Like, he doesn't have those skills. Yeah. And Durant is, like, um, a much better teammate in that. I'm not talking about the way they treat people. I'm just talking about, like, as far as being able to fit in with team with team concepts, I think Durant is better at that. Well, and it's just so much more beneficial to your team, I think. Like, LeBron is so freakishly athletic and such a great basketball player. Him being the entire offense has gotten him a tremendous amount of success. Yeah. But it's also been the reason why he's lost six times in the NBA Finals. That's not the reason he's lost all of them, but it is the reason why he lost some of them. Because the way he made his team play. Well, here's the other thing, though, too. I don't... Maybe maybe Durant didn't have as much to do with it as we think. But as far as putting um, superstar teammates running and building a super team, Durant's done a better job. Um, and here's why I think that. D-Wade is great. Chris Bosh, I think, is underrated because of you know how his career kind of went. Kyrie is great. And I think Kevin Love has become underrated for his career. But those guys were not great picks to play with LeBron. They weren't a fit. They, yeah, the fit was not great, especially D Wade. D Wade D Wade is a smaller version of LeBron. Yeah, they play the exact same style of basketball, and then they went out and got a post player to get in their way. Yeah, they got the guy to drive the basket. Right. So he didn't do a good job of building it. He did better the second time around with Kyrie and Love. But it still wasn't a great. And now, he's done an awful job in L.A. with A.D. and Westbrook. 
Yeah. LeBron is not doing a great job with the GM stuff and finding guys that fit with him. He wants talent. But, dude, do you know, like, the perfect player, maybe not perfect, but one of the most perfect players to play with LeBron? It'd be Clay Thompson. Yeah, because he's just oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, yeah and, he's, and he's a good defender. Right. Right. Good defender and, and shooter. Yep. That'd you know, perfect. He would have played really well with Dirk. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine the pick and pop between Dirk and LeBron? Oh, man, stop. LeBron barreling to the basket and yeah. Dirk popping out. Like, which one are you going to guard? <laughs> exactly. If the big man picks up LeBron to try and stop him from getting the dunk, Dirk gets a three. Or I mean, yeah, and Dirk is an unreal shooter. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, he could he could find guys that, or if you wanted a Kevin Love or Chris Bosh, that's fine. Go get a shooter then, not D-Wade or Kyrie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then run that pick and pop with Kevin Love in the middle of the floor. Because Kevin Love's a good shooter. Yeah. Um, he's not Dirk, but he's a good shooter. I, mean, I, re- I really think... I don't think Kyrie was a bad fit. No, Kyrie wasn't Ky- a bad Kyrie fit. Kyrie was a pretty decent one. I think the big thing with him is Kyrie can do a little bit of everything on offense. But I think what, what helped Kyrie with, with LeBron was, at that point, LeBron wasn't old yet. But he had starting to get a little wear and tear, a, a little. Um, that second term in Cleveland, and Kyrie could take over the game offensively for spurts and let LeBron rest, and Kyrie could fully run the show and and obviously score in any way, shape, or form. I agree. I and, and I'm not trying to paint him in a bad light. I um I think Kevin Love was the issue in Cleveland because they regulated him um to being a go stand in the corner. And spot up. It wasn't his fault, though. No, no. I'm not saying it was his fault. Um, and then, but Kevin Love's not a good defender. Yeah. So if you take his offensive game away, then he looks bad because it's like, well, he's not he's not dominating the offensive end of the floor, but he's sucking on defense. Yeah, he's pretty much just a rebounder and a spot-up shooter. Yeah, and then, then, then you get a bad rap for that stuff. Um, Kyrie, I agree. Kyrie, Kyrie was not a bad fit with LeBron. He was a, he was a much better fit than D-Wade. Um, D-Wade, the thing with those Heat teams, they were just so much more talented and athletic than everybody else. Yeah. That's but, what, yeah. But KD puts a team together with Kyrie and Harden. They can all shoot. They can all handle the ball. They can all do pretty much, you know, they can all go to the basket. They can all pretty much do everything offensively. So there is more of a flow. There's more of a fit mm-hmm. with the three of them. Um, and even more than I gave him credit for, because when they first put it together, I was like, "There's not enough balls to go around." Oh, Harden changed. Harden changed the most. For the yeah, game. Harden changed his game um, by pretty much becoming a point guard. Um, but here, to be completely honest, even though I'm a KD fan, it kind of hurts my heart a little bit. But I think Brooklyn, if they don't get their shit together, as in I'm talking about Harden and Kyrie. I think Brooklyn's going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. They're running out of time. KD is, our, I believe, 34 now. Uh, or getting ready to be 34. 33 and 105 days, what it says on here. Okay, so he's 33. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden is now in his 30s, and I believe Kyrie's getting ready to turn 30. I think he's 29 or 30. But KD's already had one humongous injury he's coming off of. Um, he was limited last year. Um, coming back from all this, and he kept getting little little injuries. 
now they're having him play all these minutes, playing all this crazy defense because they don't have anyone else that can do it. Kyrie's doing strange, ridiculous Kyrie things, <laughs> and like they were, that was supposed to be Durant's dude. That's who we went to play with, and Kyrie so far has, I, I want to say things that are just not appropriate for this podcast. Like it's just, <clears throat> ugh. And Harden, last year what he did was great. And now this year he, I don't know, something's been off. He, well, to be completely honest, he's one of those guys he often can get out of shape in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and has to play himself back into shape at times. And now that he's getting to his 30s, um, he can't, he's lost some of that first step. He can't blow by people as well as he could in Houston. Um, and if they don't get their shit together, um, this year or maybe next year, hopefully this year, Brooklyn will be a failure. I I believe that. And this year has almost kind of been disappointing. Um, yeah, no, I think with the Kyrie stuff, um, and like you said, I'm not going to get into the the craziness of some of the Kyrie stuff or the politics of it. I'm not, I'm just going to refuse but um, that being said, here's my fear. He's only playing um, on away games, yeah. which I think could be an issue all in itself. But my big worry is it'd be bad if they played the Knicks in the playoffs, but it'd be worse if they played the Warriors in the finals, and he wouldn't be able to play in either's place. Yeah, and then... Like right now, they they were number one seed in the East. They are no longer the number one seed in the East. And Kevin Durant is playing out of his mind this year. He, he is, is, like I said, coming off a crazy injury a year and a half ago. He was still injured off and on last year, trying to come back from the major injury, even though he balled out when he did play. I mean, you saw the playoffs. He was destroying the Bucks, but he had no help. And it's it's Brooklyn is falling apart quickly. I mean, because he goes to the playoffs, and for like literally the fifth year in a row, Kyrie is not available for his team in the postseason, or he's playing badly. And Harden played not so great, and then he got hurt and tried to come back and play through it, and he was god awful. And Joe Harris couldn't hit anything. And who's gonna get whose legacy is gonna take the biggest hit of all this? Kevin Durant, because he's the all time great on the team. He's going to be the one that's going to get shit on and being told, well, he formed a super team, but he couldn't win, even though he's maybe the best player in the league, but his team is falling apart around him. And as a Kevin Durant fan, that makes me very angry. Well, here's I'm going to go the opposite. I'm gonna go, I agree with what you just said, but I'm going to go the opposite way and ask a question. If they win a championship in Brooklyn, what does it do to all three legacies? Because I have a, an opinion here, but I don't think I'm gonna, everybody's going to agree with me. It helps Harden the most. That is 100% true, I think. Because Harden's the entire problem or issue with his legacy is what he does in the playoffs. Yes. So he benefits the most. Especially if he shows up. Yes, yes. 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 If, he, if he plays bad and the other two carry him, it will help, I think, because in a few years we won't remember that. We'll just remember he has a championship. Yeah. But we'll still be like, hey, he didn't play well. Like, that's 
you know, that's weak sauce. But yeah, if he plays well and they win a championship, it does a, it does a lot for Harden. I agree with you, Wade. Kyrie, I just I don't even know what the hell his legacy is. <laughs> it's so odd. So I don't. It is. It yeah. is. So I'm not sure about that. Kevin Durant, I think, out of the three stars, has. I mean, he obviously has the ability and room to expand his legacy, but his legacy is the most set out of the three as of right now. Okay, so, so, oh, sorry. I'm not sure if he benefits the second most or the third most. I'm not sure. Here, I'm just going to give my controversial opinion. I agree with you with Harden. I don't think a championship in Brooklyn does anything for the other two either way. They don't get their legacy doesn't get better and it doesn't get worse. I don't think it does anything. I really think uh, I'm not Kyrie's just so crazy right now. I'm not sure what to do with him. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of agree with you on KD. If he was doing it with just one of the other two, but when he brought in both of them. And everybody's just going to say, eh, it's just like before. He did what he was supposed to do. They're, right. they're by far the most talented team in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, once they put the three of them together, they were supposed to win the title. Yes. And then injury derailed it last year, and we'll see what happens this year. Okay, I got a little, do the little what-if game we always play. Mm-hmm. Let's say, we'll just say this year, I don't, I don't know if it'll happen, but we'll say this year, let's say they win the title. Okay. But um, we'll say... Kyrie can't play most of the time. Then, like usual, he gets hurt in the playoffs anyway, so he's just not there. <laughs> so, which I would say is probably a 75% chance that happens. Because I believe, literally, it's been like five straight years he hasn't been able to fully play with his team in the playoffs. It's something insane like that. What about um, Kyrie, right? Yes, Kyrie. Okay. Um, so, let's say he gets hurt. He can't play half the games anyway, so it's whatever. And then him and Harden go and still win the championship. Does that enhance it? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I I, I'm going to say yes. I'll, then I will agree with your theory. I think that's, yeah, that's reasonable. Now, let me ask Let me ask this then. What if the other side of it happens and Harden is the one that gets hurt and Kyrie gets vaccinated and plays in the playoffs? I know this is a big what if. We're playing the what if game. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and Kyrie and Durant win the championship. Does that do anything for Kyrie? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that catapults him up the all-time point guard list. Because now we're talking about a multi-champion, multi-time champion, a guy who puts up, as far as point guards go, one of the greatest scoring point guards we've ever seen. Yeah, maybe the greatest ball handler we've ever seen. Yep, an elite shooter. He had. He was the one that hit the most clutch shot in Cleveland Cavaliers history. Not LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he's second fiddle to on another team is able to fit in with another player. I think that that highly enhances his legacy. So let's take it one step further on the same question. What does Kyrie have to do in the next few years to be put on your list? Quit being a retard and show up and play. <laughs> yeah, he's got to like, play. Just show yeah. up. Like, just quit being a fool. Like, yeah. Like, he has the talent. And even, like, I don't know. It's so crazy when you talk about Kyrie Irving. I mean, I think he already has a pretty good legacy. He's going to be a for sure Hall of Famer. The NBA, basketball Hall of Fame, sorry, is easy to get into as it is. And he is a great player. He just had so many weird stuff going on in his career, and he's missed so much time. Um, 
Is he like the first part-time NBA player of all time? No. We actually <laughs> talked about um, Baylor doing it during his yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh. Baylor did it because he was he only played on the weekends because he was in the military. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure other guys have done it too. That's I just know about that one. Well, should we should we let the audience know that Drusiv is here? Yes, I was getting there. I just hadn't gotten there yet. Drew has showed up. I'm he here. Did, he decided to grace us with his presence. Um, so, Drew, um, we we all gave our opening statements. I'm not going to ask you to do that. But uh, uh, we have talked about you and Wade have identically ranked KD oh. at the highest of anybody. Oh, yeah. Um, so, do you just want to talk about why you ranked him there real quick? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I've watched KD for my whole life, obviously. Um. I think for KD being at 6'11", such a versatile player, being able to handle the ball, come down, shoot it over the top of your head, doesn't matter who they put on him. If you put one of the big guys, he's going to drive right past them. If you get one of the shorter guys who's quicker, he's going to shoot over him. So he's got that going for him. He's seven foot, but he likes to say he's 6'11", and all that. Um, he's got MVPs, finals MVPs, scoring championships, championships with Warriors. We all know that, but championships, championships, but... That's not they're, true. They're better than Gary Payton's. <laughs> <laughs> but he was finally MVP on both of them. So, yeah. Um, I just think KD overall is a great player, and he's still adding on to his legacy. He's having one of, one of his best years. He might get another MVP after this year. So, that's what I got. Start. And I'll figure out where you guys are at in the conversation. Sounds like we're talking about dumb Kyrie right now. and whether, where he'll, When he'll play and all that we what we're kind of doing is I kind of got started with uh, I said um, like with the the Nets might fuck it up because while Kevin Durant's still in his prime Kyrie's doing Kyrie things mm-hmm. Harden's been having some weird stuff going on whether if it's getting off to a terrible start or getting hurt in the playoffs and here in a couple of years when Kevin Durant might start to decline it, they, they might miss their window and the whole experiment might just <laughs> So they already lost their one seed to the Bulls. Yeah, this yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was way, I, I was just looking at the Bulls. The Bulls are balling, dude. Yeah. I was just looking at the standings. Um Chicago is two and a half games ahead of Brooklyn. And yeah. Brooklyn is only a half game ahead of the Heat. Well, Brooklyn, I believe in the past few weeks they had a little losing streak. And they just snapped it not that long ago. Well they uh they won the game against Indiana the game Kyrie returned for. And then the very next night, they had to go home, so Kyrie couldn't play, and Milwaukee's waxed them. I watched that game. I think they lost a few in a row, counting that one. Yeah, their last their last 10 games, they're 4-6. and six, Yeah, so. so I knew there was a bit of a losing streak in there. By the way, though, Harden has started to look like Harden again, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's picking it up. But they, they, were, they were one of the... They had one of the most games missed recently for COVID, though, too. They had quite the, the issue with COVID. Well, like... Just this year, like Kyrie, obviously he's only played two games. Harden got off to the terrible start. Joe Harris has barely played all year. Hey, there's um, something wrong with him. Didn't he break his foot ankle? or something? ankle? Okay, something, something like, like that. that. Something down there, but I believe he has started the process of coming back or rehabilitating or whatever. So he should be back in a decent amount of time. I mean, they've just been. I believe Aldridge has missed some time. I believe all of them mm-hmm. missed time with COVID. Like except for Blake. Blake made it through oh, COVID. Blake, but he pretty much died and doesn't exist anymore because he's so terrible. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, just, yeah, Ray, you were right for a half a season, and then it really, really went downhill. Um, well, you I was right, though. That's all that matters. Was, he was a big part of their team last year. To be he was, honest. and this and, year, and really, 
he played well in the Milwaukee series. Yeah, he even stepped up on defense. Yeah. But, so really, around KD, it's kind of crumbling while he's playing at MVP level. And as a giant Kevin Durant fan, I just don't want people to sit back and be like, oh, you know, KD, you know, couldn't couldn't do it with the with the Nets when he's amazing right now. I will say this, though, Wade. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's my just my own personal opinion. But I think last year's playoff run did more for, for me personally and, and Kevin Durant's legacy than anything he did in, in with the Warriors. Or just the way he showed up in the Milwaukee series? Yeah. And the way he, he wasn't – he didn't – he didn't team up with a whole bunch of superstars, and you know, had you know, relied on them, and you know, was clearly the best team in the league, and didn't have to carry anything. Like last year, carrying a, his own team and um, completely balling out and going head to head with Giannis, and and then Giannis had Middleton and Holiday, and he didn't have his guys. And I don't really hold well, not I shouldn't even say really. I don't hold that series loss against Kareem Durant at all. He balled the fuck out in that series. Oh, just a centimeter more, and they win the series. Yeah. <laughs> Behind that damn three-point line. It's big old mm. feet. I know. I know. Um, but uh, I think that, that's been what's missing for me. I talked with Mark about this earlier today. We've never seen Kevin Durant play without superstars. He's always been right. surrounded by superstars. And, you know, we've never seen him have to carry anything. Um, he's always had superstars to rely on his whole career. I mean, pretty much from the word go, he had Westbrook and Harden. And then, you know, Harden left, but he still had Westbrook. And then he went to the Warriors with Curry and Clay and those guys. And then now he's in Brooklyn with uh, Kyrie and Harden. But then Kyrie and Harden were hurt and were gone. And we really saw KD do stuff we've never seen KD do before. Um, and I think that, that, took, that was bigger to me than anything he did with the Warriors. Um, I mean, he did play phenomenal uh, against Milwaukee. Um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about the Warriors stuff. I don't. My feelings are not mixed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have to think about it from this perspective. You're Kevin Durant. You're trying to be, I mean, when you're one of the greatest players of all time, your goal is to be, you know, the greatest player of your generation. Correct. Try to be the GOAT or whatever. At that, when he leaves the Thunder... At this point, LeBron James has been declared the best player in the NBA for quite a while already. Yes. He did it by stacking the deck in Miami, mm-hmm. and then he went and stacked the deck the second time and at this point, with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So he has three championships, all his MVPs. Everyone kind of started sweeping under the rug the whole Miami thing after he started winning championships. He was the man, and now and some people started calling him the GOAT. <laughs> So, yeah. if you're Kevin Durant, do you stay with Russell Westbrook, or do you do what LeBron did and go and beat LeBron? Well, here, I I guess my only problem with what you said is I think it was an oversimplification. Because there's more than two options. Not really, because only there was, yes, there were a few more teams involved, but no one that was going to touch LeBron's super team. No, I don't think just signing with any team would have pro- catapulted him to... Uh, to super team status, um, I I really have a problem with him signing with the team that beat him. Like that's like you know I mean like we've never we've never seen it like that. It was just so crazy to me. It was like, well the series is over. I blew the series. Um, I played terribly, 
at a point and blew a three-one lead to this team, and then I'm gonna go play with them because they, I mean, essentially the, I not can't beat them, join them, like, um, and the I don't know, I'm not a Thunder fan, obviously we've you know we know my fandom, but for like three years there. I was begging and pleading for Kevin Durant to make his case to be the best player in the NBA. I was so over LeBron, and uh, and Curry gets on my goddamn nerves, so I didn't want it to be him. I wanted it to be Kevin Durant. <laughs> like I was like, man, Kevin Durant, like if he could do this, you know, you know, he could be the the best player in the league, and we can we can calm down this LeBron stuff. Like I was so rooting for it, and when he signed with the Warriors, I was like, that was. I mean, let's just go out and say that was a bitch move. And then ever since then, Kevin Durant has just upped his bitchness every time we turn around. Now, again, I'm not talking about basketball. Like, dude, he attacked a 12-year-old online the other day, unprovoked. Unprovoked. Yeah, I saw that. Like, dude, there's, there's something fucking wrong with you. When you're one of the greatest basketball players in the world, you're a millionaire, and you're so insecure with yourself, you're trash-talking little kids who posted their highlight their sixth grade highlight video online, and you're ca- and you're calling him trash. Oh shit! Yes, a twelve year old. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. He didn't send it to Kevin Durant and ask his opinion. He posted it on Twitter, and Kevin Durant commented on the shit. Damn. And then, like, or creating uh, burner accounts and trashing your teammates on your burner accounts. Like, there's something wrong with Kevin Durant. Like he he's 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 an unhappy person, obviously. Now on the basketball court, cold as hell. And again, this isn't the, the stuff I'm talking about right now. Doesn't weigh into my ranking of Kevin Durant, right? Because yeah. it's off the floor. I just find it so hard to like him now. Mm-hmm. Like is like he went he's, he the Warriors thing. I think would have gone away if Kevin Durant would have let it go away. But he's been such an asshat since. And the whole, like, whining and crying to the media about not winning awards while he was with the Warriors because the league was jealous of him. Dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're, you're complaining you didn't win Defensive Player of the Year and you've never even won, you've never even made it all defensive team. <laughs> like, he just made it so hard for me to like him. And then he, then he went and joined up with my favorite player. And I was like, well... Wade's controversial guy is now playing with my controversial guy. So it's like, well, here we go. Uh, that was one of the questions I was going to ask on the, the downside of KD. Was I just wrote cupcake question mark. Sensitive to comments. How's it, how does it affect his legacy? I mean, Alex says he doesn't count it at all, but what do you think? Oh, what about everybody else? doesn't bother me that it's an asshole on Twitter. I know it bugs a lot of other people. I don't think non-basketball things really should affect your legacy. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, that's just kind of my feeling. But I know a lot of people come down on him for this. Well, I think we talked about this before. That's happened in all sports. People don't like you. It messes up. Like, Mm -hmm. the Trello one's not making the Hall of Fame right Right. because people didn't like him. Um, Well, well, the latest thing in the media with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. The guy yeah. said, "Well, I'm not going to vote for him because he's an a hole." <laughs> yep. Yep. That's you know for example. MVP. Yeah. It's well, like, uh, no, that's not how you're supposed to decide MVP. <laughs> right. Like honestly, per- my personal opinion is the NFL should take his vote. Yeah, I think so too. 
Like yeah. that's yeah. that's exactly. like that's not what we're doing here. Right. Like yeah. and I, I think Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Right. But but he's fucking good. Yeah, he's he fucking he's really good. I'm a Bears yeah. fan. He should win MVP. I mean, he yeah. should win. <laughs> we we just can't go out there and say stuff here, like that. Here's my thing is with the asshole stuff. This isn't the first player we brought up that's an asshole. It's not. It These guys have made my list. Two, yeah. No, the guy ranked directly behind Kevin Durant on my small forward list is Rick Barry. Right. Who is yeah. a giant <laughs> asshole. Yeah, that's why I didn't win MVPs. Because <laughs> nobody liked him. Um, so I'm not going to hold his assholeness or his bitch-assness <laughs> against his legacy. Right. But I find it hard to root for or like Kevin Durant at this point, which is weird because I really liked Kevin Durant a handful of years ago. Yeah, I don't know what changed. Because he didn't seem like that way when he came out of Texas, when he was playing at OKC, mm-hmm. first got to Golden State. Well, I read uh, an article from, uh, what's his name? Chris Hayes, is that the guy? I think it's Chris Hayes. Okay. Um, he said that um, in OKC, at least, OKC's PR team kept such, such raps on not just KD, but Russ as well. Oh, and they yeah. wouldn't let them do certain things. They wouldn't let them say certain things. They would end interviews very abruptly in Oklahoma City when they thought KD or Russ were getting upset. Or, like, they said they'd never seen a treatment of players so tight. And then when they, and now that both of them have left that, we've seen them say and do odd and weird and ridiculous things. Um, like, the stuff that Russ has been saying recently in LA, I'm like, dude. Stop talking. You sound I, like right. a dumbass. I played great during the Lakers' bad stretch. <laughs> no, you didn't. Which my turnovers don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, what are you right. fucking talking about? Yeah. Um, you just had a nine turnover game. You don't think that mattered? <laughs> nope. Not at all. Everybody <laughs> expects me to average 25, 15, and 15. And I just, I'm not going to be able to do that every night. No, nobody expects that out of you, Russ. I promise you. Nobody just expects don't turn that. the ball over. Oh, they had a, a nice little stat for Russ the other day I looked at. <clears throat> it said for the last two games, he scored like 13 points, something points total. Mm-hmm. And then he had Clay Thompson come back after two years absent and he got a 15 point something average for the last, for the two games yeah, he was in. Games, yeah. <clears throat> it was kind of funny. LeBron actually had a pretty funny comment. Um, he, uh, um, I think it was kind of a little smart ass comment. He, I kind of congratulated or told Russell Westbrook, good job, and we won the game because he only had three turnovers in the second half of one game. Well, there was a game recently that Westbrook had zero turnovers. Remember, Dad, we were talking about? He only had like six points, though. And yeah. Like two for 13. Yeah. You know, here's my other thing, though, too, is I think we talked about this in the Jason Kidd episode. You expected Jason Kidd to do two things during a game. Make two or three passes where everybody in the gym jaw dropped, and you're like, how the fuck did he do that? And then also two or three times a game, he's going to check the ball in the stands. Yep. The problem is, Westbrook only does the latter. He chucks right. the ball in the stands. He throws the ball off the shot clock more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I don't understand how he keeps doing it over and over again, but he doesn't have jaw-dropping passes. Most of the time, he has these turnovers. He's not even trying to pass. He's trying to score. He, he dribbles off his foot out of bounds regularly. <laughs> he makes Shaqton a fool about once or twice a month for just directly dribbling off his foot out of bounds. 
I literally just watched Shat- a clip of Shatton, a full clip, like, last week, and that's what it did. Here's the crazy thing. Sham Sharania reported, I think yesterday or the day before, that they can't get any interest for him in, in the trade market, because they've tried now. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Where does he fit? Right. Where does he fit where they can also pay him or, yeah. af- or afford that contract? He makes 42 this year and 44 next year. And not only that, but he's going to be Russ. You're not going to win with him. And on top of that, um, you have to be able to return assets the Lakers want. Because if you're a team like Detroit, who's like the worst team in the league, and you're like, hey, we could bring Russ in, increase t- ticket sales, you know, things like that. Okay, maybe. But who on Detroit does the Lakers want? The- and you have to match contracts. So you have to bring back $42 million in contract. Right. I mean, I have no idea who who you would do that with. They're not. We're stuck. I believe so. I believe so. Well, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say another last comment. Go ahead. Uh, before I uh, before we get too far away from KD, shall we do some litigation? Sure. Yeah. All right. Ray. Okay. Let's go. Um, <laughs> you have Gary Payton ranked ahead of Kevin Durant. I would like to ask why. Okay. So the whole theory behind this was I needed Kevin Durant to show me that he could do something on his own. Okay. That's what the pre- preliminary ranking was for. Mm-hmm. Because the whole Golden State thing was, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you going to have five all-stars on your team and do this whole thing? So, the initial ranking was put him at 35, let's see what he does later on, and maybe he'll go up. So, that's why that. Okay. (coughs) By by the way, we have hit our year mark. Today would be a year from our first episode. Hey! Happy anniversary, guys. So, our lists have been made for probably 14, 15 months at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... You know, guys like KD could have already moved technically on your list, and you just can't do it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my next question is, why is Paul Pierce ahead of Kevin Durant? Uh, probably pretty much the same thing, because Paul Pierce at least showed that he could run a team by himself, minus, you know, Garnett and Ray Allen there for a while. But, I mean, it... There, I mean, I don't know. Paul Pierce here for a while is the only real Celtic on the team. That was his, really his team. So that's why I kind of gave him the nod. So. Okay. And my last one, I I did this because I think they're, they're similar, only Kevin Durant's better. That's my personal opinion. Is why George Gervin out of Kevin Durant? Uh, maybe because, well... George Gervin's a little more entertaining and flashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that kind of piqued my interest. Uh, Kevin Durant, phenomenal, but not exactly flashy and showmanship. And, I mean, George Gervin, he's pretty much a primary scorer, but, I mean, nothing really else after that. I mean, maybe a little bit of talent here and there, but... Mostly because, I mean, he just kind of did it on his own and a little bit little bit of flash kind of threw up there with it. Okay. All right. I'm done with you, Ray. All right. I'll move to Drew. All right. Now, my first question is obvious, <laughs> but you're also not the only person to do it. Oh, that's nice. I Why do you have Bob Pettit ahead of Kevin Durant? 
First, I'm going to make an announcement. I have a Bob Pettit jersey. <laughs> if I didn't come for my meeting, I would have wore it tonight to show the guys. But next time, I'm going to bring it to wear it. So don't worry. I just want to tell you on that. Um, okay. Um, I think I have Bob Pettit ahead of KD because I think. Okay, I said it like kind. I don't know if it's going back on myself. But like what I said, he has his championships, but I think Bob Pettit's. One championship is more impressive than Kevin Durant's. Um, Bob Pettit didn't have the All-Stars like um, Kevin Durant did. And he beat another legend like Kevin Durant did. KD beat LeBron with Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond and all them. And Bob Pettit, I don't, we don't know the guy's names. He, he beat Bill Russell and them Celtics. Well, what? Russell and Kuzi and... The Joneses, I think, were yeah. at that time. Yeah. That was pre-Havlicek. So, yeah, I think I think that's why. Okay. Now, you actually gave a more logical answer than I thought you were. I thought you were just going to get all worked up and be like, Bob Pettit's great. <laughs> so, he is great. <laughs> that's why I went to the jersey <laughs> thing. All right, now I'm going the other way. Yeah. Why do you have KD ranked ahead of the mailman? Oh, I think KD is a little bit more versatile. Version of the mailman. I think. I think he's a little bit taller, quicker. I, I think they both score a lot. Um, I just think the mailman didn't have to bring the ball up as much, so he wasn't able. John Stockton did that for him. KD, he's got the ability to bring it up himself and stuff like that. And I think that's why. Well, I don't disagree. Mailman was not uh, a great ball handler. Uh, he was more of a Back to the basket, post player. All right, I'm done with you, Drew. All right. Uncle Doug, I just got one for you. Yes, sir. Why Baylor? Oh, well, that's not the one I thought you'd ask. Oh, what did you <laughs> think I was going to ask? I thought you were going to ask about Charles. I, 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 I considered it, but <laughs> I did not. I went with Baylor. It was Charles and KD may change. We'll see. I've been thinking about that. And Drew answered for Pettit. Um, Baylor? I know, i got to look back at my stuff. I prepared for the wrong question. <laughs> yeah, I did consider asking Barkley, but a couple people have Barkley, or, yeah, have Barkley ahead of uh, KD. Um, Elgin doesn't have a title. Um, the MVP thing, you know, we've been over that with, with Russell and Chamberlain back then. It was probably just the stats. He was one of the guys that does score more points. And, of course, his rebounding is way higher. Yeah, that's true. So that's, I'm sure, why. Um, okay. Well, then I'm done with you. Okay. Wade, I have two for you. Okay. And, actually, I thought my, all my questions for you would be, why is KD ahead of this person? Oh. But you had two ahead of KD that surprised me, so I wanted to ask about them. Okay. The first one being Isaiah Thomas. Um, well, probably, oh, goodness, Isaiah Thomas, one, <clears throat> sorry, Kevin Durant's still just working on his legacy. It's true. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. They probably have, I think they played a similar amount of games at the moment. Um, yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. Okay, fair enough. And my last one, another guy I know Wade has a crush on. Dirk. 
Why is Dirk ahead of KD? Same reason in career totals. I mean, Dirk has over 30,000 career points. I think he revolutionized the ways you know, some power forwards play um, with the whole stretch four concept. And even though I am a KD supporter, um, Dirk Nowinski's championship is the polar opposite of Kevin Durant's as yeah. far as um, team-wise, um, mm-hmm. what, what you're working with. And Dirk not only didn't have another superstar with him, but he took down a super team. He did. Um, as the lone superstar on his team. And um, to be honest, if uh, unless something terrible happens, Durant will probably creep past them in later years on, on a list later down the road. Fair enough. I also have both of them ahead of Durant at this point, but yeah. I just wanted to ask about that. Uh, it surprised me for you, especially the Isaiah one kind of surprised me for a minute. But that is the end of my litigation questions, unless people have a question for me. I always forget to look. Well, let's see. That's I never look. I always forget. Yeah, I always forget to look. <coughs> and well, yours is the one list I, I don't have. Um, well, I mean, I think we've probably already addressed these a couple times, and I think you admitted you messed up on at least one of them. But we ask me about Kevin McHale every week, so. Okay, that one good. <laughs> then, did, did, you said that you messed up on Kid, right? I did, I did. I okay. did say that, yeah. All right. Um, really, other than that, um, probably just Barkley. Barkley, um, I think, um... Quite a bit of it has to do with totality. Um, although I I do say I have a very very high opinion of Barkley, so I'm not overly surprised I have Barkley ahead of Durant. I wasn't sure if I did or not. I hadn't looked at my list today. Um, I think I think Barkley does, um, you know, a lot of great things like Kevin Durant. I think they're they're not similar players, but I mean they're. They're similar as far as like superstars did a lot of great things, you know, leading scores their team, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Kevin Durant has a distinct possibility of passing Barkley. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I do judge Durant's titles differently. Um, I kind of looked at it with certain people, like, well, Barkley could have done that too, you know, kind of thing. And maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. Uh, I just have a lot of problems with those Warriors titles. So. Um, that's probably it. Okay. Anybody yeah. else have one? Uh, okay, so I don't know if you... I mean, if this is a real serious question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, you got Kevin Durant at 22. Uh-huh. You got Stephen Curry at 39. Uh-huh. Why such a big gap between the two? Uh, I did say in the Steph episode that he was going to come up my list. Um, actually, I had that written down. I don't know why. I'm going to scratch it off or something. Because I was... I was gonna. I think it was Drew. I was gonna ask why he had Kate, Katie, and uh, Katie ahead of Steph. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I I just personally I think Katie's just so much of a better overall player than than Curry. Curry's a slightly better shooter than Kevin Durant, but Durant does pretty much every single other thing on the floor better than him, other than maybe dribbling the basketball. Um, he's a better rebounder. He's a better passer, which is weird since he's a point guard. Um, he's a better defender. Um, you know, he's a a better all around scorer. Yeah. Um, so that's why I 
I, I won't change that. Durant is better than Curry. I, I <laughs> right. don't think there's a debate there, personally. No. But uh, Kevin or Curry will come up my list, yes. Okay. I did have one. Okay. I, I couldn't remember which one it was. I thought about it earlier. Uh, the one I've been waiting on hasn't happened yet, so I... I <laughs> you made me a joke about it. And I'm going to say something after you're done. <laughs> okay. Why KG instead of ahead of KD? Oh, that's not the one I was expecting. Let me yeah. see. I'll be able to find it. I really just want to know this one because I think it's a good debate. Um, I uh, okay. First off, I'll say this. Um, I the weights still bother me. KD and KG are built so similarly. Yeah, and to ha- and to have KD so much heavier. I mean, it's KD, weird. KG is more built than KD. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, KG like, is a skinny guy. Yeah, but both of them skinny guys. Um, I don't. I really like KG. I, I I just really do. Um, no doubt about it. Kevin Durant's a better scorer than um KG. Um, and I think the other direction's the same as well. No doubt about it. KG's a better defender than Kevin Durant. Um, I think I think their passing's probably a wash. They're both really good passers for the forward position. Um, but not you know all-time great passers, you know, not LeBron or Bird or Magic or anybody like that. Mm. Um, and he was a better rebounder, um, you know, and in totality, probably. Um, I, I Again, I think Durant has, has the possibility to pass Garnett, but I think it's going to be harder than to pass him than it would be somebody like Barkley when you asked about him earlier. Yeah. yeah. Just because we made a comment about it in the KG episode, I'll just give my quick opinion. I do think KG is an all-time great defender. While he was also a, <clears throat> excuse me, very good offensive player in his prime. While KD is the all-time great offensive player, while also being a very good defender. So they kind of go back and forth on that. Um, as far as ability and what they do on the floor, I think they're both. I mean, they're both one of the greatest players of all time. So they both have an extreme impact on the floor. But then. Mm-hmm. They both played on stacked super teams. One has more titles. One won both finals MVPs. One didn't win any. One has a defensive player of the year award. One has four scoring titles. Um, I believe Garnett does have more all-stars and all-NBAs, but he's also played a fuck ton more. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I think it's a good good little, fun little debate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> but right. obviously I have KD ahead of KG. <clears throat> All right. Um... Why do you have John Halvacek? That's the one I've been waiting on the whole time. Um, Really, I mean, this this just boils down to championships. Um, And, uh, you know, we've discredited um, a lot of these old Celtics championships because of them um, playing with each other, (laughs) Um, you know, down there in the 60s. just like I discredit Kevin Durant's championships a little. So, but then uh, Havlicek went on to win his own championships after those guys. I give him a lot of props for that. And Havlicek is on all the all-time lists. He's uh, really high on some of those all-time lists. Um, and again, Kevin Durant's climbing those lists, so he may pass Havlicek on a lot of those lists um, You know, in the next few years. Um, but a lot of that to do with with just having more at this point. 
There's more titles. Titles. Um, I don't remember the exact count on the stuff, but he has a bunch of he has a whole bunch of all NBA's and all defensive teams and all that stuff too. So gotcha. Yeah, I I wasn't gonna rehash an old Celtics player. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know I know how you feel about Koozie, and I give you a hard time about it, but I I partially agree with you on the Koozie stuff. Um, and you know, I don't agree with you in any way, shape or form, but I know where you stand on Bill Russell. Um, but, um, I do put Havlicek in a different position because of what he did after those guys were all gone. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else have any questions? No, I think I'm no. good. <clears throat> good. I, I really thought somebody was going to ask me about Havlicek long before that. So, told you I'd be able to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of litigation. Um, do we want to uh, give our closing statements on KD, or we got something else we want to talk about real quick? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's too much more to say. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Ray, what you got, buddy? Uh, I mean, phenomenal player, all around, you know, balanced, my kind of guy. But you got to show me something. By yourself, you know, quit trying to get your homies to the teams with you, and you know, try to you know, pretty much pay your title. Do something on your own, and extraord- and it would extraordinarily lift you up the list. Just show me that you can be Kevin Durant. You know, just Kevin Durant, not Kevin Durant associated with a bunch of people. I mean, I, this sounds kind of confusing, but I mean, you guys kind of get what I'm getting at. But yeah, just if he can, if the Kyrie and Harden they start faltering, and he starts balling out like he did with Milwaukee last year, and he ends up, you know, winning a title, pretty much him and the bench, I'll throw you up way high, buddy. But you got to show me something. <clears throat> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I guess that leads to me. Um, I think Kevin Durant's uh, legacy is uh, soundly intact at this point in his career. Uh, I think it would it would take something I don't know catastrophic to hurt his legacy at this point. I mean, in a big way. But I do think he has he definitely has room to help his legacy. Um, we kind of touched on that tonight, you know, garnering more accolades, more climbing higher on the statistic list, um, which are all attainable. He's still playing at a very high level. Um, and he's probably going to be the best player on his team, at least for the next couple of years. So, you know, if he were to win a championship, it would probably be as the best player on a championship team. So I think those are all, uh, you know, things that could catapult him. I think Kevin Durant has the potential, I'm not saying he's going to do it, but I think Kevin Durant has the potential to go into the top 10 and maybe, maybe top five players all time. Whether he gets there or not will partially depend on health. Um, You know, he did have a catastrophic injury a couple years ago, but also depend on, you know, how long he can continue to play at this high of a level. Um, So... That's pretty much my closing statement on Kevin Durant. Uncle Doug? 
Um, <clears throat> I agree with what both of you said. I think that he is rising up the list because of his unbelievable talent. Um, but I also think that a championship like the playoffs last year or without the other superstars would catapult him up the list. Um, he does have phenomenal talent. And all the off-court stuff, you know, it's annoying, but it doesn't affect how great he plays. Um, but I do wish he would either have stayed in OKC or had maybe gone to the Knicks instead of the Nets. Um, if he built something like that, I think he. I think you're right, Alex. I think he top ten, maybe even top five. So. Mm-hmm. Drew. Um, well, I've kind of said it. If he goes somewhere else, I don't know. How long does he have left on his contract in Brooklyn? He's got a couple years, doesn't he? Has he signed a, did he sign a five-year deal when he went to Brooklyn? This would be year three. Was it four or five? Well, I know this is his third Wait, year in Brooklyn. He just signed an extension. Oh, did he? Didn't he? Uh, if he did, I missed it. I because know. they like all three of them were up for some sort of like boost, you know, because he can boost it up a little more money. Mm-hmm. I think all three of them were up for that this mm-hmm. year. What is up? Maybe upcoming. You might, now that you say that, you might. I think him and Harden. I don't think Kyrie did. Maybe you're right. Yeah, but is it like what were they like, add on to it and add more yeah. money or something yeah. like that? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't see him going anywhere soon and doing something like that. But he just said. Like, Stay healthy. Keep doing what he's doing. If he wins an MVP this year, that'd be awesome. Get a second one. Um, like then, the what if? What if a game early? We ne- You don't know with this next team. I guarantee you, right now, if they're playing in the finals, the players that they have right now, I bet one or two of them probably won't be playing. Probably, I bet it's one of the three big names because one of them always finds a way to get hurt. So he just got to try and stay healthy and keep. Playing at the level is for a couple more years. And Wade. All right. Um, well, I mean, to be completely honest, the really the only thing there is a debate with Kevin Durant is if you liked him playing for the Warriors and if he didn't. Like that's really the only thing there is a debate. But people just need to keep in mind. Um, there's a lot of other all-time great players that played on stacked teams that won championships. And if you look at our very own list, there are handfuls of these all-time great players that played on more stacked teams in our own opinions. So this isn't just my opinion. This is our own rankings. Bird Celtics. More of those players made these lists and Durant's Warriors, and some of them, most of them were ranked higher than, like, Stephen Durant. Magic's Lakers, Jordan's second three-peat, some of Russell's teams. Our own opinions, we have those more of those players on those teams made these lists and were ranked higher. So maybe those Warriors teams weren't quite as stacked as everyone thinks. That is my opinion, and your opinion. Mike Trout. Do you want a rebuttal? <laughs> huh? Do you want a rebuttal? Sure. I'll just tell you your list. No, no I, just, <laughs> I, think, I, I think part of that could end up being just the fact they're all still playing. Right. Um, 
Is Draymond really going to make your list? No, Draymond won't make my <laughs> list. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I hate. I can't really stand him. Um, so it's hard for me to quote him, but I'm going to anyway. I listened to Nick Wright talk about this one day, uh-huh. and uh, he said, "There's no questions asked. Nobody can debate it." Which I don't know that I agree with, but for this, I'm just going to say it that I can't remember the year, but the first year Kevin Durant was in Golden State is the greatest team of all time. Hmm. And if you took a team, he he gave like four examples. I can't remember which exactly which years it was, but it was like the 86 Celtics, the 87 Lakers, the 96 Bulls, and there was another team. earlier. It was an earlier Lakers team. I think maybe, maybe the 72, like, I don't know, one of the great Lakers teams early. Um, who like won historic amounts of games and, like, blew through the playoffs and won championships or, uh, you know, considered great teams. And he's like, you know, what if you took the second best player in the league and then put them on that team the next year? That's what it was like. You know, you have a team that won an historic amount of games and uh, won the most games ever, actually, and then they added the second best player in the league. Or um. Nobody, like, I guess this is the way Mark always puts it, and he thinks it's an argument for Durant. I always think it's an argument against Durant. Um, <laughs> I don't really understand his logic, but he always says, KD just did what LeBron did, only he took it to the next level. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron. Yes, and I agree with him. He did, but that makes it worse. If you outdid him, that means you did it, you did it bigger. You know, LeBron went and formed this super team, um, and then KD's like, well, there's already is a super team. I'm just going to join it. Um, cause they beat me and I, you know, failed. And, uh, you know, it was, I don't know. Well, here's what I'll say with Nick Wright. He says that because it helps his LeBron argument. He, he's everything's about LeBron and Nick Wright. And I, I'm not trying to say it's not, I, you know, I don't like that. Right. LeBron look better and makes it look like he never had a chance to win. And, the next point would be, yes, those Warriors teams, they were a great team, but they didn't win the championship. So they weren't even the best team in the league. And the year that they <clears> won the championship, it took them playing Tristan Thompson and Matthew Del Badova <laughs> along with LeBron James. So yeah. if LeBron's pretty much the majority of his good players don't miss the entire finals the year before, he joins a team with zero championships who can't get past LeBron. So. I don't disagree. I just think, yes, he, he formed a very, very good super team. But people act like we've never seen it before, and that's just bull hockey. Well, we've seen we've super seen teams. From the end of time. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, and I understand it was the whole free agency thing, which made it different than some of the other ones. But if you're on a super team, it's still an advantage to you and a disadvantage to the rest of the league, and it's been going on since the 50s. No, I agree. I, I've said in past episodes, I think players forming super teams and teams forming what we call super teams are different. There's a level of competition there. And, um, you know, if Bird and Magic are competing and Riley and or Casey Jones are competing and then the GMs are competing as well to try and add talent to their teams. Um, and... Um, 
the Durant thing, as a basketball fan, I think the worst part for me was is it made the league anticlimactic for a couple of years. And I went into the season going, well, the Warriors are going to win. Um, let's see uh, by how much and who gets there to get beat. And it surprised the shit out of me when they lost. But it was they lost because Clay and Durant both got hurt. Um, Kawhi. <laughs> we Why? had to bring it back. Oh, yeah. I didn't even do that on purpose. You can be freaking Looney and all those guys. Yep. There were still more all-stars on that team than there were on the Raptors, even with the injuries. But two of them don't play. Clay played the majority of the series. And Steph played. And Draymond played. Come on! Does Iggy have all-star appearances? One. One? He played one as a injury replacement, I believe, with the Sixers. Hmm. Mm. Still made the All Star team. <laughs> and then average seven points a game with the Warriors. Yep. Finals MVP. By the way, before we get into trivia, guys, <laughs> Buddy has texted in a trivia question. Hell yeah. Um, he's like, he texted me. He's like, "Are you guys recording?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I got a trivia question." <laughs> oh, cool. Oh. Drew did it. Are we done? Yeah, I think we are we good to go. Trivia. Yeah. All right. Um. Do you guys mind if I ask buddies real quick? We can uh, yes. we can all answer. All right, buddy, yes. first time caller. Go ahead. I got one. I got one. All right, here's buddy's question. There are three active players in the top twenty in turnovers all time. Name the three guys. Okay. Hey. I'm good. I'm good. I got it. Mine. While we're waiting on other people, shout out Bengals fans. I will be watching Saturday. And if they win, I'm sending a text message. Just for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. All right. I'm good. No, I will say, guys, I'm going to show mine last um, because I actually answered him when he asked the question originally. So I've already answered it. So I have the answers written down. So I'm just going to turn around and show you guys after you guys show yours. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just, I got two. I'm, I'm, not, I can't, I'm drawing a black on the third. So go ahead. But LeBron, Westbrook, and Harden. I did the same thing. I said LeBron, Westbrook. I forgot Harden. I said Westbrook, Iverson, and then I couldn't think of a third one. Well, it's LeBron, Westbrook, and Harden. Yeah. Yay! Um, LeBron is now one. Really? He passed Carmelo. Yeah, he yeah. passed Carmelo. Nice. Um, and then he sent me the other two's rankings as well. I have to look real quick. Oh, Westbrook's going to be one soon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Westbrook is five, and Harden is 17. Oh, hmm. They're moving up the list. They are. They are. Westbrook's yes. going to shatter that record. <laughs> yep. If he finds a team to play for. All right, so do we, uh, who, uh, Drew? Yep. <laughs> yep. Are we counting that for points? Oh, do you guys want to? I, don't, I didn't know if it was just half fun. I don't care. Know. It's up to you guys. I don't care either way. Yeah, yeah we, we can just do it just for fun. Okay, fair enough. Okay. All right, Drew, let's go. All right. What player has more finals MVPs than career triple doubles? Only one player does? 
hmm. more in, more finals MVPs. Yes. Than career triple doubles. Interesting. Hmm. I think mm. I got it. Ray's very confident. I'm just looking confident. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I got mine. I got one. I got guess. All right. Let's see him. I said Jabbar. Okay. I said Russell. Okay. I said Kawhi. Uh, I just put Jordan down. It is Kawhi. Woo! Wow. I knew you were going to try to get me. Oh, yeah. Get me. I'm not surprised. He's, up until the past, like, two years, he was not getting very many assists. All right. Who would like to go next? I'll go ahead and do it up. Let's see. Which one did I pick? Okay. Name the three sets of fathers, sons, who each won NBA championships as players. How many sets are there? There's three sets, father and son sets. Uh, name the father and son. So there's three of them and we have to name one? I mean, you know what? I'll let you have the one because this is kind of okay. difficult. But name the three sets or just... Like I said, name the one set of father-sons who each won NBA championships as players. I don't know. I'm just thinking of father and son sets. I got one written down. I've got two written down, just for guesses. Well, I'm thinking of some father-son sets, but they both won championships. I think I got one. I'm somewhat confident. I'm trying to figure out if... a son snuck onto a championship team somewhere. I think I got it. Actually. You never know who's on a bench. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Just have to have one? Yeah, just name one. Okay, this I is kind of yeah, kind of rough. I guess, too. Is that all right? <clears throat> yeah, it's fine. All right. I've been killing y'all for like a year. I'll, I'll <laughs> let y'all have some leeway. All right, I got mine. <clears throat> Did everybody got it? Yeah. Yeah. I said the berries. I said, I said, I'm sorry. Oh, I said the berries. I said Rick and Brent Berry. Yeah. Oh, I said I believe the, Brent was on the, the Nances and the Hardaways. Okay. So, Matt Gukas, Sr., and his son, Matt Jr., Rick Berry, and his son, Brent, mm-hmm. and Bill Walton, and his son, Luke. Oh, we should have got that. Oh, wow. The Laker fans. Come on. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I, I wrote Brent, so the people didn't think I was talking about John. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. No, no. I, I, yeah, I, I knew I, Brent won one with the Spurs. Yeah. Well, at least I was pretty confident. So, that was uh, me, Doug, and Wade. Is that right? Yes. Who'd you guess, Drew? Uh, the Nances and Hardaway. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess because I thought did the one Nance get one with LeBron? See, that's what I was saying. I didn't know if his dad Ooh. did or not. No, no he, was, he so. wasn't in Cleveland. Yeah. With, he wasn't in Cleveland with LeBron. I can't hmm. remember. Um, but I don't think either one of the Hardaways have one. Like, because right. Tim Senior never won one. Nah, because he was well, in his prime with the Warriors and Heat. Yeah. That's a good question, right? I like that. That was a good question. That's all the father sons I could think of, honestly. No, I was literally sitting here trying to think of the teams that John and Brent played for. Because I was like, obviously we knew Rick had one. But then I was like, he's got two sons in the league. One of them's got to be on a bench in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think Brent actually played a role. Like he was like actually a role player on those Spurs teams. 
Oh, I totally forgot he was on even on the Spurs. Watch, I'm probably saying all this, and he probably won it with some other franchise. <laughs> I, I thought it was the Spurs too, so I think you're right. You or me, Wade? I have one pulled up, so I can get. Who is the Chicago Bulls all-time leader in three pointers made? Huh. Okay. Three pointers made. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. I got it. I feel like you're confident, Drew. You did that pretty quickly. I think I saw a meme on TikTok about that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> TikTok. I think. If not, then it's something else from Chicago. But it's interesting when you stop and think of, like, just have to think about shooters, just shooters on teams. Yeah. And of course, you know, different eras. Not all people were allowed to shoot that much. So that they're a true. shooter to them, but a shooter compared then to now, so yeah. two different things. A guy can break a record in three years now compared to what a guy did in twelve yeah. years back in the day. When I mean, you think about it, like I think we said this a couple episodes ago. Um, Larry Bird, when he retired, had the record for most threes in a season at 104. <laughs> yeah, and what Steph's now done like 400, <laughs> like three times. Yeah, like yeah. Insane. All right, I got my answer, by the way. All right. I got one. Yep, I'm ready. Hey, guys, what we got? I got Ben Gordon. I got Zach Levine. I said Rose. I said Paxton. It's Kirk Heinrich. Oh, I almost yeah. wrote Heinrich down, and I was arguing mm-hmm. myself because I was arguing with a bunch of guards from the earlier Bulls. Damn it. Yeah, I think he was a pretty good player, and he played for the Bulls for, I'd say, a what? long time. Yeah, because he left and came years. back. Two nine years, I'd say. Yeah. He was a pretty he was a really good shooter. Mm-hmm. I kind of forget about that that Rose Boozer team they had there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, uh Luol Dang and Noah and Yeah. Well Jimmy Butler came at the end of that too. Yeah, young Jimmy. So we got what, Uncle Doug and Alex left? Yep. Alright. Well I'm gonna stick with my draft categories here. Two thousand seven draft. K D was number two. Greg Oden. Who we've talked about several times was number one. Al Horford was number three. There were three Florida Gators in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Al Horford was number one. Name the other two. I got it. I have an answer. They were at seven and nine, by the way. I always second guess myself with college people. All I'm thinking of is the 08 Florida Gators football team right now. Well, the Florida team that Uncle Doug's talking about, they were really good. They won back to back championships, didn't yes. they? Wasn't that they Billy were. Donovan? Yeah, Billy Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. He was coaching the Bulls right now. Yes. I think he was there and. Going into every episode. For the rest of the podcast, I'm researching the draft so I can nail the <laughs> questions. <laughs> I always tell myself that, but I always forget. Yeah, I, mean, I thought about last week. Like, oh, I just need to look over the draft before I go. I didn't do That's it. Right. Uh, you can't ask Uncle Doug draft questions either because he knows all the damn people in college. <laughs> or I tried that at the beginning of the podcast and you got them all right. <laughs> like, come on. Everybody got it? I got one. I just ain't got nothing. No, I can't. 
Okay. No okay. clue for me. Okay. I put Noah and Brewer. Yeah, but Noah and Brewer. I put Noah. Yep. Troy Brewer was number seven, and Noah was number nine. All right. Well, see, those draft questions aren't that bad, way. You got it. That was a good one. That was a good one. But you got me like four weeks in a row before that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that leaves me, right? So, earlier, we talked about the Eastern Conference standings at the top. And I told you who the first three teams were. Who are four, five, and six? In order, or just name them? Just, if you can get the three teams, doesn't, that's fine. What, what's the question again? Earlier, I told you who the top three teams in the Eastern Conference oh, are. Okay. Name four, five, and six. Hmm. Shit. Oh. <sighs> By the way, on air, I just want to say this. Um, John Morant had one of the most crazy plays I've ever seen in my life. Oh my the other gosh. That block, a two-handed block that he caught like above the square and then hit his shoulder on the backboard was insane. Yes, it was. Oh, sometimes I just can't think of teams. When it comes down to it, I just blank. Can you imagine being on Jeopardy and having to think of this stuff on the fly like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be tough. Crazy. It wouldn't be something in your wheelhouse. It'd be like, you know, 40s companies. <laughs> you know, like. Or that stupid ass category they always had potpourri. Potpourri? What the fuck is potpourri? A mixture of everything. Uh, I got mine. <laughs> yeah. I'll just... Oh, wait. No, no. He's got it. <laughs> He's got it. Okay. Okay. I'm confident now. Okay. That was a crazy face you just made there, Wade. Because I had a revelation. <laughs> All, All right. right. So Wade and Drew got theirs. Doug and Drew. Ray? Got yeah, it. I'm good. All right. What you got, guys? Are right, the Bucks, the Cavs, and the Wizards? Okay. I have Cavs, Bucks, Seventy Sixers. Okay. The Bulls, Knicks, Hawks. Okay. And I got Milwaukee, Washington, and New York. Well, some good guesses, guys, but Wade is correct. <laughs> is in order: Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland. Oh, I didn't yeah. think until about Cleveland to the very end. I had the Wizards written down that. Yeah. The 76ers have gone on a hell of a tear. They were they were like out of the Playoff picture altogether, and, and then beads went on there. Well, yeah, he is destroying. I can I don't know more than seventy six inches war. That's why I didn't put him. Um, the Wizards were close. They, I think they just got back above five hundred yesterday. They're like twenty one and twenty. So what were they seventh or eighth? Maybe who's that? Who's that? The Wizards. Oh, I got it pulled up. Hold on. Um, the Wizards are maybe the Hornets. Twenty two and twenty. They're the nine seed. Really? The seven seed is the Hornets. The eight seed is Toronto. Oh, how about Toronto? If the season ended today, um, Boston would be the ten seed. Talk about underachieving. When is when is it time to blow that up? Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, okay. You've gone through multiple coaches. You've gone through a ton of point guards. We keep blaming on the point guards. Well, the point guards they can't bring in a point guard that fits with these guys. 
because the point guard never has the fucking ball. It's Tatum isolate, Brown isolate, Tatum isolate, Brown isolate, and the, is and then I heard Kevin O'Connor, who I actually kind of like, but he was he was saying they need to bring in a pass first point guard to run with this team. Who is that? Take Chris Paul out. Name one pass first point guard in the NBA. There is no pass first point guards anymore. Alfred Payton. Right, oh. but, but he sucks. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Um, I didn't mean for us going to rampage. We can no, you're fine. Um, I no, I'm cool with it. I was just it irritates me. But uh, the scores after this week are as follows: Ray with twenty, Drew with forty-two, Doug with forty-three, Alex with fifty, and Wade with fifty-eight. I believe Wade extended his lead today, but I don't remember what the scores were. I think he did about one. I got two. I got four questions right now. Oh, okay, I only got. I think I got three. two. So I think you got four, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Wade. Wade balled out tonight. Um. So good job on that, Wade. And uh, so, um. Thanks for tuning in for our Kevin Durant episode, and we'd appreciate you tuning in next week for our. Dwayne Wade episode. Um, that'll be that'll be a cool one. And thanks for tuning in to Sports the Nemo Way. Go dogs.